The following message is from Ridgewood Church in Greer, South Carolina. For more information, visit RidgewoodGreer.com. Now we are on our fifth catechism question for the year. Now what on earth is a catechism? Now a catechism is simply just a question and answer to help us remember the truth of the Bible. This year we've talked about a lot of different truths. Way, 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 way back in January we asked this question. What is our only hope in life and death? And this was the answer. That we are not our own but we belong to God. We said that this was incredible news. That God loves us and he sees us and he holds us in his hand, both in good times and in bad times, whether in life or death. We belong to God, the Father of the Lord Jesus. Then, a couple of months after that, we asked the question, what is God? And the answer is that God is the creator of everyone and everything. Everything exists by the will and the goodness of God. God is the one who drew up the blueprints on things like elephants and mountains, and outer space, and dandelions, and sharks, and milkshakes. All of that come from God. Then we asked, how many persons are there in God? And we said that there are three persons in God. What are they? God the, God the, and God the Holy Spirit. That's right. The Father plans to save us, the Son dies to save us, and then the Spirit gives us or applies the salvation in Christ. And then last time we asked, how and why did God create us? And the answer is that God created us, male and female, in his own image to glorify him. That God made us either a boy or a girl so that we could be friends with him and reflect his image together. Now our question today is rooted in the passage that Mr. Marshall read just a few moments ago. Genesis 131. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. Not just good, it was what? Very good, real good. God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Now, Genesis is a word that means beginning. And when we look at the book of Genesis, we're talking about beginnings. Genesis begins at the beginning, when God made everything. It says that God made everything, and when he saw what he had made, he said it was all very good. Let's turn our attention to the screen, and let's ask this question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the question, and then the slide with the answer is going to come up, and I'm going to invite you to read it with me, Okay. What else did God create? Ready? God. God created all things and all his creation was very good. Now this means something really, really, really important about who God is. Okay? Now everybody say this with me. Gift. Gift. Very good. All right, on the count of three, I want everybody to shout out their favorite Christmas present this year, okay? Count of three. Kids, you'll hear me? I want you to shout out. I want to hear, in the very back, I want to hear you. Reagan, I want to hear you. I want to hear your favorite Christmas present this year. You ready? One, two, three. Awesome. So many incredible gifts. I love it. I heard every one of those. Now, let me show you a picture this is, this is from 1995. This was my absolute favorite Christmas present I ever received. Look at this picture. Does anybody have any idea what this is? It is a Nerf football in the shape of a brain. I know some of you are giving me faces of disgust, but I was eight years old in 1995, and this was an incredible 
Christmas present. It was my favorite one that I can remember getting. And I remember it was so great because it was so squishy and you could fill it with water and peg your sister with it. Until, and I had this thing for years until that sister who's sitting right here took a giant bite out of that Nerf football. My favorite Christmas present I ever received. Bree Temples, my sister, devoured most of it. Now, let me ask you this question. Okay, those gifts that we just shouted out. Why does your grandma and your grandpa give you presents? Why do they give you gifts? Is it because they think this child is just so amazing that I just have to give them a present? Maybe to some degree that's the case (laughs) for grandparents. Recognize that to some degree that is the case. But what we talk about with my kids is the reason that grandma and grandpa, that papa and gaga give you gifts isn't primarily because you are so great. It's primarily because, well, they're great. Because papa and gaga are generous, wonderful people. And they're, they're just that way. They just want to give and they just want to give and they want to bless their grandkids with presents. Okay, so let me ask you this. If God makes a really good, very good, super good, amazing world that has trees and frogs and flowers and snow days and sleds and music and cookies. If God makes a world like that, what does it tell us about God? Listen, this is what it tells us. It means that God is a very good gift giver. That's what it means, kids. God is a very good gift giver. Because God creates a very good world, that means he is a very good gift giver. That he has dreamed up and given us all manner of amazing things. Everything comes from God. Creation is good. It's very good, actually. And everything is good, of course, because it is all God's idea. And if God is good, then the stuff he creates is good, too. Right? All right, so we're going to play a game. I'm going to name some things, and I want you to tell me, based off of this passage, whether it's very good. Okay? I'm going to name some things, and you just say, very good, if it's very good. Cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. Oreo cookies. White chocolate fudge dipped Oreo cookies that are released only this time of year. Very good. Ice cream. Broccoli. Very good. Okay. That's, we, we understand it's very good in a, a manner of speaking, right? Okay. Let's keep going. Your eyes. Your hands. Your nose. Your hair. Bald heads. Boys. Girls, your sister, very good, (laughs) perfect, (laughs) your brother, that's right, the annoying neighbor who asks too many questions and always wants to play your Nintendo Switch, very good, that's right, God gave all of this to us and God is a very good gift giver. Even things that don't always feel like a gift, maybe like broccoli or brothers or sisters, they are good gifts from a good God. Everybody with me? So that means if God is a very good gift giver, that means that we should do something in response, right? Now, let me, let me think about Christmas with you guys again. What happens when you open a present? What do your mom and dad always tell you to tell the person who gave you the present? What is the right thing to always say? What is it? Thank you. The thing that we are always supposed to say when we're given a gift is, well, thanks. Everybody say, thanks. Thanks. 
If God created all things and he's a very good gift giver, that means we should enjoy God's gifts and give thanks to him. Let's read Psalm 105, verses 1 and 2 together. It'll be on the screen. The psalmist says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. In this passage, we're told to give thanks, to call upon his name, to make known his deeds. Twice it tells us to sing praises to God and to tell of his wondrous works. We should give God thanks for all of the wonderful, very good things that he's done for us and all of the wonderful, very good things he's given us. That is the right response to a very good gift giver, is for us to give thanks to this God. Now parents, let me speak to you for just a second. Uh, something, uh, as I was reflecting on this, these kind of ideas and reflecting on this passage and thinking about gratitude, in 2023 and 24 and beyond, gratitude feels kind of like a superpower. What I would encourage you to do is to teach regularly with your kids the importance of gratitude. And maybe even more importantly than teaching the importance of gratitude is to embody gratitude before your children. To show them the need for a posture of thankfulness to God always. Uh, One thing that we like to do at our dinner table is something called blessings and bummers. We go around the table and we say our blessings of the, you know, of the day and our bummers of the day. And it's a way for us to, to get to laugh together about the silly things that maybe happened on the playground. But more importantly, it's a way for us to rehearse the ways that God has blessed us. And it's just a daily kind of practice of gratitude for us. God has blessed us today with this small gift of grace. It can be things as small as this uh, you know, dinner we're eating tonight is one of my favorite things that you make, Mom. Thank you so much for making it. Thank you, God, for allowing us to have this. It's important for us to be people of gratitude. And parents, it's important for us to, uh, to teach and reiterate again and again the importance of gratitude with our children. So, God is a very good gift giver. Secondly, we should enjoy God's gifts and give thanks to him. But now, as we talk about this, I wonder if some of us have maybe had the thought... That sometimes when we're talking about God's created world and the things we experience in God's world, these things aren't always good. Here's an example. I have another picture on the screen. This is our childhood dog, Huckleberry. So he was a dachshund that we got. My dad used to just come home with the most random things. And I remember when I was about eight years old, he came home with a dachshund puppy one day. Just unannounced, decided to bring home a puppy. His name was Huckleberry. And we had Huckleberry for years and years and years. And then when I was in college, Huckleberry died. Now, has anybody ever lost a pet or something similar? Yeah, it can be sad when you lose a pet. It can be really sad. I would imagine that many of us, even some of us kids, have had some really hard things that we've experienced in life. Maybe you've had something like that happen before, a dog or a cat pass away. Or maybe you've had a friend or a family member die. It can be really, really sad. Now, how do we make sense of the fact that even though God created a world that's very good, sometimes bad things happen? Well, there's a lot that can be said about that, but the Bible teaches, that our, teaches us that the world is fallen, that the world is cursed because of sin. So it means that God gives us very good things, yes, but there's still lots of bad things that are in the world now because of human sin. Like, for example, your family dog, Huckleberry, passing away. But listen to this. Because God is a good gift giver, he gives us a person to do something about the brokenness of the world. Here's another scripture verse for us. This is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, 
that everyone who believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. What the Bible teaches us is that God's son Jesus comes to die on a cross for our sin, but even more than that, that Jesus will come back and he will fix everything. That God created a good world, and though we've broken it because of our sin, Jesus is going to restore it. He's going he's gonna to make it very good and then some. And so God's goodness, God's gift-giverness is seen in the very goodestly way possible in Jesus. Here's the third thing for us to think about. God's best gift is Jesus. Now, to be clear, God doesn't make Jesus in the same way that God makes mountains and cookies and those sorts of things. God is Father, Son, and Spirit. The Son is Jesus. God is Jesus. Jesus is God. But the same sort of uh, motivation that's behind God being a generous giver and he gives us all of creation is the same thing that prompts God to send Jesus. It's his goodness. It's his very goodness. God the Father sends Jesus the Son as a gift for us to fix all that we broke by our sin. All right, so let's review our question once again. What else did God create? Let's read it together. Let's, can we bring the answer back up? Let's read the answer together. What else did God create? God That's right. So that means God is a very good gift giver. That means we should enjoy and thank God for the gifts he gives us. And then that reminds us that God's very best, very goodest gift is Jesus, who comes to restore all that was broken by human sinfulness. Now, one of the ways that we remind ourselves of the gift of Jesus is by taking the Lord's Supper. When we take the Lord's Supper, we look backwards to what Jesus did for us. We, we, in taking the Lord's Supper and seeing the broken bread and the poured out juice, we have, in some ways, an assurance of pardon. We are shown that we have been covered by the blood of Jesus, by his grace. We look backwards. We also look outwards to the folks with whom we share these elements. We look outwards to the Lord Jesus. This is his table, and he is present with us. And we look forwards we look forward to the day when Jesus makes all sad things untrue, when Jesus restores everything. We like to say that these are the hors d'oeuvres of the wedding feast that is to come for God's people. The way this will work is we'll have uh, four stations uh, throughout the room. If you'll make your way kind of on the outside, come and grab your elements and return via the middle back to your seats. Hang on to the bread and juice. We'll take all together once everybody receives the elements. And parents, take advantage of this opportunity with your kids. Explain to them the meaning of the Lord's Supper as you grab these elements and return to your seats. I'll pray for us and then read our liturgy. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, we do thank you that uh, you have come to us and you are God's very good gift to us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you bore our sin and that by faith, when we, when we look at you and when we believe in you, we can have assurance that we have been forgiven of our sins. We pray for these kids that are in the gathering this morning. We pray that their hearts would be uh, captivated by uh, the story of the gospel, seeing your just immense kindness to us in Christ. And we thank you for the Christmas season where we get to pause and reflect on your gift to us in the Lord Jesus. We pray that you would make us people of hope we pray that you would make us people who are joyfully expectant for the return of the Lord Jesus. And we pray that as we take these elements, we would be strengthened in our waiting. Lord Jesus, we love you. We pray all of this in your name. Amen.